Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. And welcome back to Wrestling Mindset Mindset Monday. Today we have a very special treat. The great Gene Lazark, the only co- owner of CJA Wrestling Club, the only wrestling club that the Zanettis went to. Me, Jeff, and Greg, we owe a ton of gratitude and you know much love and respect to the great Gene Lazark. So Gene, thanks for joining us. Thanks a lot, Gene. Thanks for having me, bud. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's dive right into it. So we yeah. talked about what's some of your coaching philosophies. You've been doing this for a while now. I know it started out of your parents' garage and now, you know, different locations we've had over the years and um, one of the major wrestling clubs in New Jersey. So to talk about some of your philosophies as a coach. Yeah, so I've um, been doing this uh, coaching over 30, about 30 years now. Oh, my God, it's a long time. Been running a club since uh, 99. It actually became an official club and, uh, you know, was uh, coaching out of the garage before we made an official club for about five years. So um, been doing this a long time. And uh, one thing I got to say is uh, my philosophies definitely changed over the years. You know, as a young coach, it was kind of more about like just trying to make a name and make champions and making state champions meant like everything to me. You know, now, you know, as, uh, as life goes on and uh, trial and error, um, learning from other coaches, um, coaches like Don Ernst that have been with us, um, just, you know, the mental side and, uh, you know, what you guys do, the, the whole mental part of the sport um, has become like totally, totally in front of the state champs and, you know, what we do, how many kids we push uh, through the regions each year. And it's more about everybody in the club now. Um, my eyes kind of got a lot bigger as, uh, you know, as time went on and, uh, just trying to make the most out of each and every individual, trying to make better citizens, better students, and then uh, better wrestlers. You know, that's kind of like the order we want things in. Um, and, uh, you know, that's where the philosophy's changed a lot. You know, as a young coach, they say young and dumb. You know, that's that's true. You know, as, you know, as much as I'm helping people, I feel like I'm helping people a lot more now because we put life in front of wrestling. That makes sense. It's kind of something we all go through and, you know, we're, 
we come out right away. We think we're thinking about building champions, which is great. And you can build champions too. And at the same time, you know, keeping in the forefront of our mind, the, the bigger picture, the bigger perspective. Now I know one thing I always remembered, even since, since we started going to, when you officially made the club back in 99, my, my brother, Jeff and I were there. And I always remember, you're always looking at video, always different, the tapes. This is the back, back in the day of the, the, the audio, the cassette tapes. So what, what have you seen over the years, especially starting a kid with wrestling? You know, their kids probably mm-hmm. starting, whatever, seven, eight years old. What should they be starting with? What are, what are techniques that are easy for them to grasp, games they could do, and maybe what, what mistakes you've seen, like people trying to do it at too early of an age? Well, if you're not real experienced with the sport, or if you're maybe a father that's looking at your kid like it's a trophy versus your kid, you know, maybe you got to step back a little bit. Um, sometimes it's more the parents than actually the coaches. I feel like just pushing a young kid too far too much, getting in their ear too much, just kind of let them have fun with it, stay off their back, let them enjoy the practice. You know, um, I see, you know, six-year-olds walking off the mat. Parents are saying, hey, you're doing that wrong. You're doing this and that. Like, you can't do that to a six-year-old kid. Uh, they're going to regress. You know, they're going to hate the sport. Um, we want them to enjoy it. So, you know, make it fun. Throw some games in there. Um, they're all at different levels. You know, I might have a five-year-old that's more ready to start than a seven-year-old. And I know that sounds crazy, but it's true. Everybody's different. You know, I might have a six-year-old that's just not ready to start, but the five-year-old is, you know, cause he's looking around climbing walls while I'm trying to teach, you know? And, you know, so I, I, I try to let everybody do a starter practice, see how they like it. Just try it out a day or two. And uh, if they're ready for the club, I'll let them in. If they're willing to listen long enough, we got to see how that attention span is at a young age. And, uh, you know, it's not about teaching them too much. Like you said, I want to make it easy, make it fun. So I'll only show them a couple moves, uh, drill it, uh, throw some things in a drill, maybe a little chain wrestle drill or something. Um, and then, uh, you know, do a little bit of a uh, little bit of games and uh, definitely incorporate, you know, make the warm up really good. And uh, a lot of those gymnastics movements, a lot of coaches are talking about that. After doing a lot of research, I think that's really important is uh, the mobility and, um, you know, that we're throwing in some cardio and not just making it all about wrestling, you know, at that age. Yeah. And how much should the kids be competing? And I know, I know that each, like, you know, like you said, there could be a five-year-old that's right. A seven-year-old who's not even for technique now with competing, like roughly generally what you've seen, what age should they maybe go to their first tournament? At what age should they start doing a lot more competitions? Again, generally speaking. The time is now to take your mindset to the next level with Wrestling Mindset. Make sure you go to our website, WrestlingMindset.com, and sign up for your free trial session today. Don't wait any longer. You want the mental edge right now. When you sign up for the free trial session, you're also going to get a copy of our free ebook, Building the Predator Mindset. This book has helped thousands of people build confidence, relax under pressure, get motivated, and build mental toughness in wrestling, school, and life. Make sure you sign up for your free trial session today. Yeah, my opinion at that age, um, you know, when they're ready, when they say to mom and dad, can I go to this tournament? I really want to wrestle. You know, I think uh, a lot of them are pushed into it and they're just signed up and they go. And Some of them get a bad experience out of it and uh, they don't want to wrestle again, you know, or they don't want to go back for a while anyway. So um, everything's, you know, trial and error. So you see how they like it. Um, maybe they want to go and then they don't want to go for a year. That's fine. Um, but I, I think it really, you know, it depends on the kid wanting to go. I don't think there's any need in sending a five or six year old to a tournament, even a seven year old, I don't think needs to wrestle in the tournament. That's just my opinion. But, uh, 
you know, if they really want to go that bad, you know, send them to a tournament a month or a little less, maybe even. Um, and uh, I think, think uh, it's really important as parents, though, you know, that those are the ones that can't be pushing the kids to do it. And uh, I think, you know, that that, that goes uh, unseen a lot. The parents at that, at, you know, at that age, they're in control. So a lot of them are just, uh, you know, way over the top and uh, they got to really step back and take it slower. Everybody wants to get to that uh, that final pinnacle, but, <laughs> you know, you, your kid's not Jordan Burroughs, you know. Right. And, and I feel like people feel like, or parents, maybe the, the fear is, oh, my kid's going to be missing out, right? Like my kids, mm. they're going to be falling behind. That's what it is. They see the fr- the kids' friends passing them, but of course, yeah. it's a long game. It's a marathon, not a sprint. How many guys have we seen fizzle out, right? Of course. A thousand percent, man. I got four nephews right now, uh, two in fourth grade, uh, two in second grade. They've been wrestling with me at the club for all of them for over two years. Not one of them stepped on the mat and competed yet. And uh, they don't care. You know, it's, it's fine. It's no, it's no big deal. We're in this for the long run and uh, they're in it for the long run and uh, they're enjoying the classes. So, you know, there's no reason to push. Right. Right. At what age now, New Jersey being as competitive as, as it is, at what age does it, does it seem like for most people or maybe age range where kids really need to start, all right, I got to make some decisions. Is this what I, is this what I want to do in terms of to have some success in high school? It's tough. It's tough. There's guys yeah. who, come into, who come into high school ready to go, ready to win a state championship. Now, of course, that's the very small minority of people. But to have that success, at some point, you got to start turning that corner where you're you're going you're going to the club regularly. Yep. You know, what, I think, what age range do you think? Yeah, I think once they start hitting that sixth, seventh, eighth grade range, uh, that's where they got to really start deciding how much they want to wrestle. Maybe let go of the other sports a little more. Um, Maybe uh, quit the other sports entirely if you're, you know, really want to dedicate the wrestling and uh, you're in eighth grade, let's say, you're going to high school next year, you want to do something, um, you know, but it, again, it depends all on the individual and, uh, you know, that's what it boils down to is how serious they are about the sport. But uh, I think, you know, anywhere in that middle school range, right before you're hitting high school is pretty good. Um, you know, we always, yeah, we always feel like, you know, we want our kid to be the best at that age uh, when they're younger, but that's not necessarily the answer. You might be pushing them away instead of pushing them forward. You know, you, you put too much pressure on these kids, you know, go traveling everywhere every weekend. And, uh, you know, they're, eventually they're going to they're gonna begin to hate it, most of them. Not everybody's like an Anthony Ashnall where you start young and you wrestle at, you know, at that level your whole life. Like, I, I see more kids uh, get hurt by doing that than actually than it helps. Yeah, that makes sense. And what would you say? Because you've seen guys come in, and we've had many guys at the club. Mm. We've had many guys at the club who who came in really good, and 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 have gotten better. You've had people that have come in, and then they, they didn't want it as much. And you've had kids who've had come in with no talent at all, and then and then go up to the very top. What are some, you know, we we, we talk about red flags like warning signs. What are what are some green flags? What are some good things that you see that hey, these are what the best guys are are tending to have in common. And, and of course, I know a lot of it's like mindset, heart, desire. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things you've seen that maybe even with some of the talented guys who then fizzle, that maybe they didn't have those those healthy green flags, if you want to call them that? Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do uh, not just with what we do as coaches, but, you know, um, old Coach Ernst used to say, I can't compete with your friends. And uh, who you hang out with, I think, really means a lot. You know, you want to you be great. You want to hang out with others that think the same way, have the same mindset, the same goals. Um, I don't think we look at that enough, you know, as 
who, who are these kids, you know, hanging with? Because we've had kids at the club in the past where, you know, they're hanging with the wrong crowd off the mat. Next thing you know, they're 16 years old. They're starting to get a little more of the distractions going on. And uh, next thing you know, I'm not seeing those kids at the club as much. And that are, you know, if they come in the next year, the one why they're getting beat by the younger kid that's, you know, showing up all the time. So uh, I think, you know, distractions will come into play. Uh, be careful who you're hanging out with. Um, you know, I always say have wrestling friends instead of your neighborhood friends if uh, those are the troublemakers, you know. Be careful Be careful who you're with, you know. It's always good to have the wrestling friends usually because they have the more more of the same mindset than you. Wrestlers are unique individuals. And, uh, you know, to me, that, you know, that's just not said enough is who you hang out with. And uh, I think that will help you keep everything in perspective. Uh, you and this there's Netty brothers and uh, the Medinis and all them growing up. You guys were a great bunch. You guys really clicked together well. And uh, I think you were good for each other. It wasn't just about the coaching. Yeah, we, that's what I was thinking. As you were speaking, I, that's what I thought mm. about right away, that our, that our group now, I guess, 20 years ago, maybe even more. Yeah. But it's <laughs> like we had – it was a family environment there. And, mm. and and the guys, we were truly friends with each other. Mm. And, when, and there was – um things going on, you know, we're, we're with each other. We're hanging out. We're playing, we're playing football together. We were, we were carpooling. And it seemed like it wasn't like, it wasn't like just in the, um, you know, the, the, the North Middlesex area, but also in the central and Southern middle. I mean, you know, obviously people came to your club from all over, but I think of different places with Pardon and Cavico and all those guys, like people were friends. That really yeah. helped. I still get a, a lot of groups like that. It's great. Like on a Sunday, you guys would be shocked if somebody wasn't there. I think like, it was like, it had to be there, you know, like, where, where's Jeans and Eddie today? Like, this is weird. He's not here. Like, I think everybody looked forward to seeing each other and getting to the club. And uh, that's important. We want to keep it fun. We want to build friendships. You know, the club, you know, it's not just about going there, wrestling, having a hard workout and then leaving. You know, you're taking a lot more out of it than that. Yeah. I remember I got I got some flack from some of my club friends. It was the day that the um, it was. The day before the junior prom, and I was like, "Well, I'm not going to go to practice to not get my face messed up." And I think Cavico had the same thought, and we and we both heard it from our friends. We're like, "Well, just one day." I mean, we didn't we didn't miss the practices, but one day we we're like, "Let me let me let me save my face today." But we heard it from our friends, which is good. That's positive yeah. peer pressure. Like, who cares sure. about your face? Remember when Pit when Pinnigan came into your club? He he showed mm. his face. He said, "I you know how many t he lost all of his front teeth." He said, "You can't care what your face yeah. looks like." That was one tough dude. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's great stuff. Yeah. What else? I guess the other the other thing I was thinking. So with 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 technique, I know each each kid is different, and you know you. How do you cultivate a guy? Because there's of course there's different styles, different people. Mm -hmm. Like, what, what do you look for for how to move a kid in, in in what direction? Like, do you do you use their body type to say you know maybe you should be trying this more? I mean, I know there's some techniques that work for everyone. Mm -hmm. that they can work if if they're practiced enough and they're you know they're drilled enough, but. What, what what could they be, you be doing to develop a kid like individually and personally? Yeah, body type, uh, a lot of body type, a lot of trial and error, a lot of, uh, you know, experimenting with things. And, they you know, they start to build confidence with it. You kind of build off of that. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with the personality. You know, I might, let's say like a Metcalf, you know, or an Iowa guy might be more like a, a short, stocky bulldog type, you know, that just wants to keep good position and stay in his stance and, and just you know push that attack then you got those guys like aspirin you know maybe a little lankier and they want to roll and they want to funk and that suits their personality a little bit more so i think style actually has to do a little bit with your personality not just your body type but uh you always hear about the body type one you know but uh it's it's kind of hard to match uh 
you know, to always match a kid to a certain style. I don't think, you know, there has to be like, you have to wrestle this way or that way. I think, um, you know, a lot of it's experimenting and uh, the kids find building confidence in certain techniques and certain moves. Usually when they go out and hit something, they'll hit it again or try it again. And uh, it's just a lot of, uh, a lot of time put in, finding what they're good at. That's why I like to teach a variety of things, you know, not just like, a few certain moves and every kid you're going to do these moves like no 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 that's not how it is like this kid might be better at an underhook series this kid might be better wrestling outside you know so we want to teach as much as we can and really get to learn our kids and travel with them go to tournaments and uh just help each kid in their own way excellent absolutely and before we leave talk a little bit about the club where is it what are the what are some that's still the the strength facility right there talk about yep. all that yeah, so, yeah, we moved during COVID. Uh, it, was, it was a tough time for us uh, as far as uh, we, we had a really big space. Landlord wasn't very cooperative, but uh, we're able to help, actually help save a gym. It's a pretty good story. Um, there was a gym in uh, Milltown called the Muscle Milk Gym. It's one of those old, old school landmarks, and uh, people were ready to close shop. Actually, Dave Delmonico is one of the owners. Uh, you think he wrestled with his son back in the day. Um well, Dave, he reached out to me, heard uh, I was leaving that location, and he said, we're ready to close the gym up. I got two floors. I got some space. Maybe we could help each other. And sure enough, you know, I, uh, little by little, I moved into the downstairs, eventually took the whole downstairs over. Uh, so they really helped me out, and uh, I ended up saving the gym. You know, they're still up and running today. They got the top floor. And uh, Coach Mike, who does the House of Pain Strength Training with me for years now, uh, he's also downstairs with me uh, working the wrestlers out. So. Does a great job. Very fortunate to have him. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Gene. I appreciate it. Like I said, I, I tell everyone, this is the, the one wrestling club that we went to, the Zanetti, CJ <laughs> Wrestling Club, the great Gene Lazar and Don Ernst when he was alive. God, God rest his soul. You guys helped us, you know, more than you ever know. And like like you said, it's when you're when you're younger, you're thinking all about the influence of the wrestling. And of course, you guys had that, you had that impact always. But you know, again, on, on us as as a person and being a positive role model and things you've given us, we're just, you know, eternally indebted. So thank you, Gene, for all that you do. And I'm glad you got to be a guest on the show and we'll have to do it again. Oh, thank you, man. I use you guys as an example all the time to the younger ones. You know, it's, we're always trying to teach, you know, where do you want to be 20, 30 years from now? And I'm like, look at this Netty brothers. Like I'm so proud of these guys and father Greg. And <laughs> uh, it's, it's unbelievable how far you guys come, what you've done with, you know, with uh what god's given you so you know to me you know that's that's amazing and that's that's why i do this you know it ain't just to make state champs but uh it's to make better people and that's how it should be exactly yep. thank, thank you again gene i appreciate it we'll talk soon all right gene thanks for having me take care all right take care ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.